Hello and welcome to Cool Time Life. I'm your host, Steve Prentice. Here's what you need to know about this podcast series. Each of our Cool Time Life podcasts is about 10 minutes or so in length. Each one focuses on a topic dealing with people, productivity, or technology. An index of our podcasts, who I am, as well as subscription information, is available at steveprentice.com under the Podcast tab. If you are familiar with the comedy series called The Big Bang Theory, you might have seen an episode in which Sheldon, seeking ways to lengthen his lifespan by avoiding danger, sends his robot to do his work for him at the university. The robot he sends looks a lot like either a beam or a double, two of the most popular brands of personal telepresence robot. For millions of viewers of the show, it was likely the first time they had actually seen one in action. Of course, the show is a comedy, and the use of the robot included some comedic situations, but nonetheless, it was there. If you are not a viewer of The Big Bang Theory, or if you missed that episode, no matter. The point is that these personal telepresence robots are increasingly becoming a viable alternative to physically being in the office in your human form. But I want to look at this seriously as a credible business tool, because that's what this podcast is about. So... What is a telepresence robot? If you have never seen a telepresence robot, go to doublerobotics.com or suitabletech.com. They make the beam, for now anyway, they have been acquired, but I'm sure the brand will continue on. But have a look at the photographs and the videos. In essence, a telepresence robot looks like a screen or an iPad mounted on top of a Segway, a pole with two wheels at the base that is self-propelled and self-balancing. If you want to see one in action, there's a great YouTube video that shows them wandering the offices of LinkedIn. Go to YouTube and search the terms LinkedIn Double Robot. Their case study video is just about three and a half minutes long, and links to all these things are available on my page at steveprentice.com under the podcast tab. Just look for the podcast called Telepresence Robots and You. So, a telepresence robot is you, or at least the top half of you, on a screen which allows you to wander the halls, drop in on meetings, talk to people, listen to them, and basically interact as you would if you were actually there. They are a thing now, because supporting technology like Wi-Fi makes it possible for you to be able to drive one and use one from wherever you are in the world, and mobility and battery power make it possible for them to operate. So, do we need them? people ask, as they do with any new technology that enters their lives, like cars, microwave ovens, personal computers, and mobile phones. Why do we need personal robots when you can just teleconference or Skype instead? The answer is something that its users call the transformational factor. Yes, instead of using a telepresence robot, you could call into a conference room, or better yet, get in your car and drive to the office. Or, if your office is hundreds or thousands of miles away, jump on a plane and make your way to the office that way. Okay, I'm being a little facetious here, but people always assess every new technological development with their eyes firmly fixed on the past. As the LinkedIn video will show, those staff members who chose to start using a robot often use the keyword transformational. This means that it's changing the way that people meet and communicate, even remotely. It's changing it. Whereas teleconferences and video conferences are good at bringing people together from wherever they happen to be in the world, this still means scheduling formalized meetings at set times. Such meetings have their use, of course, at least when run correctly, but the robot users pointed out that teleconferences and even video conferences don't give people the ability to capitalize on ad hoc meetings and one-on-one discussions simply by bumping into each other in the hallway, or in this case, rolling a robot up to someone and saying hi. Such reliable two-way communication was not possible up until now, so now is a different time. It is a transformational time. The other key concept to be aware of here is presence. Presence refers to more than just seeing a face on a screen as you might with Skype or a video conference. 
It's about being aware of people in three dimensions. Early telepresence experiments involved attending a meeting using virtual reality or augmented reality to look to your left or to your right and see people who weren't actually in the room but who were there in 3D space virtually. When you add full stereo sound to this scenario, you start to get a sense of presence known as telepresence. Now, virtual reality and augmented reality glasses in their current form are kind of bulky and alien, but that does not mean they are out of contention. Sometimes a technology arrives in a shape that is almost embryonic and does not reveal the final form that it will be. It simply hints at what's to come. If you wanted to, you could call this the Segway Factor. When the Segway was being designed and tested, anybody remember Project Ginger? It was hyped, or even overhyped, as the single greatest invention in human history, yada yada, a new form of transportation that would change the world. Well, it didn't. But what it did do, like so many other world-changing inventions before it, is pave the way for innovation by providing a useful tool for the next set of inventive hands. So the gyroscopic technology that allows a Segway to stand and move may not have revolutionized or replaced the act of walking fast, but it has allowed this upcoming generation of robots to move more reliably. Misplaced or mistimed innovations often have to wait a little while before revealing their benefits. Think, for example, about the 3M post-it note made from a glue recipe that would not stick the way glue is supposed to. Think also about Gorilla Glass, the durable glass coating that forms the face and the interface of most smartphones. Gorilla Glass was a failed recipe for a see-through cookware for corning. The recipe sat on a shelf for decades until the day that smartphones replaced flip phones and changed the world. The other thing about robots is that they're already here. There are thousands of YouTube videos that show robots in warehouses, factories, even in prototype restaurant kitchens. Robots are only robots until you get used to them, then they become appliances. Like your dishwasher, maybe your Roomba, or your smart home system. Okay Google, show me videos of robots in houses. Premium robots are admittedly expensive. Some might find the $3,000 or so price tag of a double to be expensive, even though it will pay for itself by removing just one business trip from the budget. But there was a time, too, when an external hard drive for an IBM PC cost thousands of dollars. Now laptops are just a couple of hundred thanks to worldwide acceptance and the economies of scale. I call this the Walmart factor. A couple of years from now, you or your kids will be picking up their telepresence robot from the robots department at Walmart. Maybe the robots in current form will be out of date in a few years, looking as quaint and as clumsy as VR goggles currently do, or a 1991 loaf of bread-sized cell phone now does, but they won't disappear. They will evolve. The beam and the double are here to stay, and their presence and their benefits are becoming tangible for those who recognize just how much more you can do when you are there, even when you're not there. So technology will continue to evolve. And the question is, will you? So there you have it, our little podcast on the beam, the double, and the burgeoning future of telepresence robots. Check them out online. They really are fun to watch. If you have a comment about this show or a question you'd like answered in a future episode, please do let me know. You can drop me a line through the contact form at steveprentice.com and you can follow me on Twitter at Stephen Prentice. That's S-T-E-V-E-N-P-R-E-N-T-I-C-E. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. And if you really like what you hear, you can actually help support us with a small donation of $1 or 2 or $5 via PayPal. The link to that also is at the steveprentice.com site under the podcast link. 
The theme music for the Cool Time Life podcast was obtained through podcastthemes.com. Until next time, I'm Steve Prentice. Or maybe I'm Steve's robot. Thanks for listening.